Cue the cheesy podcast music. Welcome to MegaFest. Where we don't just manifest, we MegaFest. I'm your host, Megs Malloy. I'm creating a community of silly and soulful working moms who are mostly happy, but know they're capable of more. More self-love, more self-esteem, more self-trust, more calm, joy, natural highs, more magic in the world, and more laughter. Each week, me and my guests will bring you tips and tricks on how to make the most of your one precious life. And we're going to make them effective and efficient because ain't nobody got time for that. I believe in you. I see the light in you. I want you to shine your light. I want you to become all that you're capable of. So let's hang out. Let's mega fast together. gosh mega festers today the rhythm is gonna get you because we have caleb spaulding on the show he is the founder of rhythm of happiness caleb spaulding is a multidisciplinary creative based in brooklyn new york he guides people to connect their authentic rhythm and voice to create extraordinary lives and relationships through his work as a facilitator and a percussionist. Caleb is a founder of Rhythm of Hap, a multimedia company that teaches about the power of rhythm, offering experiences and resources built to explore creativity, productivity, and joy. I like joy. He's the co-founder of Sounds Nice, a pop-up at the intersection of sound and mental health which offers community opportunities for hands-on and experimental format. As a facilitator, he's worked with thousands of individuals of all ages, with corporate clients like Google, LinkedIn, and Hinge, to name a few. Well, those are quite the corporations. As a performer, Caleb appeared at Oprah's 2020 Vision Tour and in partnership with Lenny Kravitz, Let love rule foundation as well as at hundreds of other events around the world through his travels he continues to study the power of rhythm and he shares stories of the people he's met and lessons he's learned through his rhythm of happiness documentary series oh my goodness well this conversation with caleb today was just so i gotta say i just absolutely clicked with Caleb for some reason. And I just enjoyed his enthusiasm and his playfulness. And this conversation is not just for musicians. It's, of course, a lot about giving yourself permission to play and letting go of fear and feeling connected to ourselves and to others. And not only was Caleb so smart, so knowledgeable about what he does, But he was so good at using the word of the day, which is mellifluous, which means sweet or musical, pleasant to hear. Isn't that a perfect word for Caleb? Now, I will tell you, it was so funny that halfway through the episode, he clued me in that he lives above a factory. So you'll also hear like some banging and some beeping and... So perfect for this episode. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Here is Caleb Spaulding. Caleb Spaulding. Yes. Yay. So pumped I to feel be like here. I should do a drum roll. If you could add that afterward. I know. Do that in post. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, Caleb, what a treat! You are the first person to come on MegaFest and talk about rhythm and drumming so i'm so excited that you're here like any good irishman at a party i have to start with what will you have to drink because we just talked about you are a bit of a beverage goblin i'm a bit of a beverage goblin the thing that i love the most is sparkling water i mean like any time of day i I kind of like have a bit of a obsession with it maybe even 
addiction. I don't know if you could be addicted to something so <laughs> clean and basic, but I love it so much. Uh, and if it were a little later in the day, I would probably have some sort of mezcal drink. Um, okay, that's like sort of like tequila. Yeah, a little smokier. But right now I'm just, you know, seltzer, sparkling water mode, and I have some tea as well. So double fisting. Oh, nice. Beverage <laughs> goblin over here. Okay, but what kind of seltzer water? Because I'm a big fan too. Got this amazing contraption. It's called, I think, an arc or an arky. Maybe I'm pronouncing one of those right, or I don't know. Doesn't matter. Uh, it's one of the things where you like make your seltzer, you know? Yeah, and you add the it is. In. Yeah, it is a dream. It's probably it saved me thousands of dollars on <laughs> buying sparkling water. Um, yes. But if I am gonna buy it. I'll just name drop Topo Chico is what I would drink. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like the lime or the regular? No, I'm regular, just like mm -hmm. pure. Yeah. Yep. There's something about it. Is it the glass bottle? Is it yeah. like the bubbles that both. speak in Spanish? Or what is it? <laughs> I didn't know you could hear that, too. Yeah, it's totally the – it's both. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a fan of tea. I've got, mm -hmm. like, I don't know, are you iced tea or are you hot tea? Hot tea. All the okay, way. Okay, so what do you what hot tea are you drinking? So I'm drinking this um, Japanese tea called sobacha, which is a barley tea. So it is it has this amazing fragrance that is almost like nostalgic of cereal, um, mm -hmm. like a really dry like barley kind of cereal, and it just has this insane buttery aroma. Um, mm. Yeah, it's really really delightful. Okay. What about I you? Love it. Oh, I'm just Tazo. Um, I usually like a ginger green tea, but yesterday it was kind of hurting my tummy, so mm. I'm I'm with the classic chai. You know, can't like go wrong. A little spice, yeah. Chai, ginger. Yeah, great, love it. Can't go wrong yeah. with those. <laughs> so we're having a tea party and a bubble water party. Love it. It's so great. <laughs> so good to be here. And Caleb. The best question I've ever heard at a party is, well, maybe not the best, but a good question instead of like, what do you do, which is so American, it's, what are you famous for? I love the question. And the one thing that's popping up that, uh, so I live in Brooklyn, New York, in a neighborhood called Greenpoint. And in the very early days of the pandemic, in March and April 2020, I was just at my wit's end as many people were. My best friend, one of my best friends, suggested that I go up on the roof and take my drum up there and just play. And so I go up to my roof at like 6 p.m. and just like, I turn my camera on just cause like, whatever, I'll document it and just like watch myself later or something. I have nothing better to do. And I just start playing and I just go pretty crazy. Uh, and I play for like 10 minutes. And I like, am like out of breath. I'm really like, wow, that was a lot. You know, this is like a, just a couple days after lockdown started. And it felt so energizing. I was like, I'm gonna do this again tomorrow. So every single day at 6 p.m. for about two and a half months, I would go up to my roof and drum for anywhere from two to 15 minutes, just like with no agenda or like trying to do anything or like perform. But what was cool is that like, you know, there's all these different rooftops around me in Greenpoint and people start coming out on their roofs waiting for me. And so by like the peak of this, like a month or so in, there's like children dancing with their parents on a balcony and there's like a couple with like lawn chairs on their roof drinking beer and like fist bumping as I'm playing. And it got to be this really cool rallying thing where it got to the point where like there's a, there's an Instagram account for our neighborhood called green pointers and they did like a green point quarantine bingo. And one of the items on bingo was here, the six o'clock drums. And Still to this day, like I'll, I'll meet people and we'll be like talking about where we live, and they'll be like, "Wait, you were the guy playing drums on the roof?" Like I could hear that. So <laughs> it was a cool, it's a cool little thing to be like famous for, where I got to kind of just unite my neighborhood, even for just five minutes every night. Yes, absolutely. And you made the bingo card for your mellifluent list. <clears throat> what I said it something in there. <laughs> nice. Nice. Good use right. of mellifluous. Thank you. See? That counts. We'll do it. So when did you start playing drums? That's. It seems like it must have been from your childhood, and it was just like something that was in your soul, and yeah. you were like drawn toward it. Yeah, I started playing drums in sixth grade, so it's been you know a couple decades now. 
And uh, I, before that, had played piano. I had been a singer since the day I could talk. So, and I had music very much in my family. Like music was a big part of my family. Um, it felt like this very natural decision to to play drums. It was kind of this thing where my mom made me sign up for band class. You know, I was very apprehensive about it. Try like that. We had to try all the instruments out. And I was like, these suck. Like I hate every single one of these. And it, literally, the last one I got to, get to go to was was percussion. And like I picked up the drumstick. I was like, oh yeah. It's not even like a try. It's not even like should I try this? I was like, this is what I'm doing now. You know. Yeah, I've been playing ever since then. Um, been in so many different rock bands and recorded albums and done that whole thing. And that's what brought me to New York originally 13 years ago from Virginia, which is where I grew up and went to school. Didn't really have like a plan necessarily to like I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm going to go be a, fa- a professional drummer. But I also just kind of knew that that was a part of my life. And so all, all roads kept pointing me to music. And it was really like once I got to New York and started doing more with hand percussion, djembe's specifically, these big West African drums, and doing that at like dance parties where I would be in the middle of a dance circle drumming and getting people all riled up. I was like, this, this is so, it's like beyond me. It's me playing drums is not about me playing drums. Like there's something powerful and connective about rhythm that I'm just starting to tap into and just starting to understand. And it piqued this curiosity in me of wanting to know more about, you know, the ethnomusicology of rhythm and how rhythm is tied to the body and like the, the science of, of music and rhythm. And uh, it's just been a long path that has been super fascinating. And I'm like probably truly obsessed with like with the study of, of percussion and rhythm. You said a word that was quite mellifluous, and it was like ethno something something. Ethnomusicology. Okay. So what is that? Ethnomusicology is really you're studying the the background, the indigenous background, the historical backgrounds of music. So you know, looking at any given culture, you're studying the culture basically of of uh, the music of, of a given culture. Wow. So. I, I started reading a lot about the drums and the rhythms of parts of the world that have been playing drums for thousands and thousands of years where it's just a part of the the communication, you know, it's like a part of the language and set out on this journey to start going to these places and learning more about rhythm and mm-hmm. seeing how ingrained in society rhythm is and music is and so that started this documentary project that I began working on in 2017 Um, I went to Ghana and West Africa and spent a significant chunk of time traveling around the whole country and and studying with these master drummers and dancers and musicians and and learning from ethnomusicologists who who, uh, teach at the universities around Ghana and just got like the tiniest little taste of the culture of rhythm in that country and that country is small you know geographically but there's so much rich history musically packed inside of its borders it just started this itch that I have been scratching ever since of like going wherever I can whenever I can to just like learn and just experience the way people interact with with rhythm around the world Wow. So you're not just a drummer, not just a pretty face, as they say. You're, <laughs> exactly. you're really like, you know, well learned and, and experienced. I, I mean, I'm try, I'm doing my best. I certainly like feel like there's so much more to learn. It's the thing that's cool about it and also humbling is that I'm just never going to know it all, like not even close. You know, it's there's so much. So, yeah, I, I feel like student is the best label, really. It might seem a little bit uh, like ethereal and, or maybe even mellifluous. I'm not sure. Yes, but the, but I really think that like, I feel like I'm a student of of rhythm. Like I just feel like I'm learning about it all the time and learning about life all the time through the lens of of rhythm. Oh, cool. Well, I know you have a lot to teach us, and I wanted to point out something that I saw on your part of the interwebs where mm-hmm. you said that humans are 65% water and like maybe that's part of the reason why the rhythms of the drums like maybe I don't, what we absorb it we feel it what it what is that well we vibrate 
with it. Yeah. I mean, so we are we are instruments. Our bodies are instruments, you know. And if you a lot of times when I'm leading the set, these rhythm sound meditations that I lead, I like to invite people to tap into the rhythm of their of their heart, like the actual drum that's inside of their body. Sometimes that will look like you know a little bit more of a physical engagement where I'll have people like drum on their stomach or on their chest or on their legs and you can like feel those vibrations in the different parts of their bo- of your body where there is like a little bit more liquid concentrated when we are like subjected to rhythms or, or sound like being in a big loud rock concert like yes we are hearing it but our body is also vibrating to it and literally the the liquid inside of our body is shaking and quaking to those pulses and there's this cool term entrainment which is essentially what entrainment is, is like when our breath and our heartbeat syncs up to an external source. So the, a great example of that is like if you're at a concert and you, you hear like the bass drum, like and you start stomping along or clapping along, like that is entrainment. And again, it's not just happening with your extremities, it's happening with your whole body too. Like your body is vibrating at that frequency and um, we're all like, we're connected. We're more connected in those moments than we are when that's that's not happening when we're in a, when we're going about our daily lives with different external stimuli around us and i think maybe because as humans we're craving connection is that why it yeah. like maybe feels so good to do that it feels so good to do it alone but it feels good to do it together maybe yeah it's like it's a language that we can all share you know it, it is like this kind of this rallying cry and it also i, I believe goes back to the beginning of our civilization as human beings where we were in community much more often and sharing music. We were sharing song and we're sharing rhythm in that way. So there is so much bonding that happens. And and a lot of the work that I do is to help people feel the power of community and connection, both to oneself and to people around them. And I think it's a lot easier to do that when you have this like external stimuli of rhythm kind of driving the, the connection forward. Yeah. Yeah. So when you say rhythm and sound, mm-hmm. are, is there something in addition to drums that you use or how, what is that like? Yeah, I, I use some other instruments that are like um, more meditative in nature. Like, so not, I, I'm like not a guitarist and I can very very barely play the piano so it's like things like chimes or um shakers or different elements that make noise i mean i don't even know what these are called they're these shells that i have that like make this crunching sound but it it like elude it like gives you the sense of it can it can give different people different feelings essentially i have this instrument called the shruti box which is an indian uh it's a kind of like a accordion it's like an indian accordion but it's a box and it plays different tones. So it's like these, like, it's like a drone. So yeah, I mean, using more melodic instruments like that, that play with sound waves in different ways, creating a wider spectrum of sound for the listener to listen to, especially in a meditative state. Drums are typically a little bit lower frequency, you know, can be a little bit more primal and anxiety inducing, or even like, you know, celebratory, where some of these other instruments, like the chimes or the shruti box, can be more relaxing, more calming, uh, bringing more stillness. So yeah, and I also really am fascinated by just finding sound in everyday items, you know, like taking a coffee mug and like pinging that and seeing what kind of sound you can get. I spent a lot of time during COVID recording samples, like sound samples with everyday household items as a way to maybe give a little bit of inspiration to people to find music in their everyday lives, you know? And the same thing is true with finding using body percussion, like drumming on your stomach and clapping your hands, stomping your feet, still connecting to rhythm and sound um, with these things that we carry around every single day. It's not about like spending hundreds of dollars on a, a shiny drum, you know? Yes, absolutely. I see how rhythm and sound can be different because rhythm is also almost like a somatic kind of healing. Totally. Like where you, yeah, feel that in your your tissues. And, and then, you know, sound, that's one of our greatest of the five senses. And, you know, I'm, I'm one who I love looking around my everyday life and seeing just like little sparks of I 
glimmers, I think. They're the opposite of triggers, right? They're mm. things that bring you joy. And if we could, I think we sometimes neglect our, our sense of sound in these glimmers that, yeah. that sounds could most definitely, you know, if we, if we just took it upon ourselves to try a little bit and play and be yeah. curious, yeah. That, that sounds could really be glimmers. I agree. And I think I also noticed that with, there are certain sounds that I think we just tend to label as distracting, you know? And I love when I'm leading a sound meditation to notice, instead of being like, you know, try to ignore the person coughing or the traffic outside or the air conditioner going that's really loud. Instead, I, I encourage people to actually turn that up a little bit. Like actually let that be a part of the experience because none of us live in vacuums. Like we don't, we don't have anywhere in our lives where we can tune everything out completely. So to your point, what would what could be what would be possible if we actually play with those sounds a little bit more and like let them be fun and interesting and like, oh cool, the coughing sounds like this and whatever. Like I yes, maybe I'm feeling annoyed, but that's not the person coughing's fault. Like maybe there's something very mellifluous about that cough, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, that was an awesome one. Thank you. Good job, Caleb. Yes. And, you know, it's like it goes back to, you know, life is not always going to be like a perfect scenario. So to get used to discomfort and then mm -hmm. also sometimes we have uncomfortable feelings, too. And to be able to, like, recognize the feeling and then kind of, like, incorporate it process it like let it pass and not right. try and avoid it avoid avoid because that's when it becomes bigger 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 so just even that practice of listening to the mellifluous cough is like yes we can sit with our uncomfortable feelings 100 percent. yeah love so that what what have you seen or what have you heard from people who have gone through your your um, coaching uh, sessions, like corporations or whatever it might be? One thing that I've, uh, lots, lots of things, but one of the things that happened recently that I really loved was I was facilitating this experience for 300 school employees in this small school system in, uh, right outside of Manhattan. And part of what I like to do is invite people up to play the drum while the rest of their colleagues, friends, whoever, are clapping and stomping along and kind of holding the foundation of the beat. And it's a very jarring and vulnerable thing for people to do because a lot of people, especially in the West, tend to think that they don't have rhythm. That's that's like such a common thing that I hear all the time. I don't have rhythm, I don't have rhythm. I call BS on that every single time because it's really, like I said earlier, it's inside of you and it, it really just comes down to do you have permission externally and or internally to experiment with that. And maybe it's a little bit messy and you're not going to be touring with, you know, the some rock band at, at like playing arenas, but there's still something really powerful about connecting to possibility of play. One of the participants of this this event at the school, she worked up the courage, she came in front of her colleague, she played and it was amazing. And when I was kind of get getting feedback at the end like polling people what worked, what didn't work. She raised her hand. She was like, I conquered a fear today. I got to do something that I was terrified to do, to go in front of my colleagues and to play this instrument that I know nothing about. Conquered a fear. Incredible. That's one thing that I, I keep coming back to. That was a really powerful moment. I, I've also had a number of participants who they kind of teleport to a different time and place, you know, or, or they're an object. They're no longer a human being. They're an animal. They're like, you know, in, in like the past and the future, it's it's very transportive. Every single time someone says that, the, the, the weird thing is like I'm I'm always surprised by it because I I've experienced it myself and I believe it's true. And there are certain times where I'm like, man, this sounds so ethereal and woo woo and like uh, of course, but like it's real. It's like a very transportive and powerful medicine. And yeah, it's it blows me away to see how people receive it and like surrender to it and then like take off to other dimensions. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yes yeah. to other dimensions. That's awesome. You know, uh, Caleb, right now I'm um, reading or listening to Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza. Yeah. Know you heard of that one? Uh-huh. And um, he talks a lot about 
letting go of your identity, your past, your future, like who yep. you think you are and just being in that moment and being the energy. And that is when we are free. And this is what you provide to people Yeah, is, is that freedom to just be in the moment and kind of forget about all the BS story that's running in our background. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's presence, you know, and I do quite a bit of work with corporate clients and sometimes I can feel when like having the initial conversations of, is this right for you? You know, there is like the hesitation of, well, how is this going to actually improve my company? How is this, how is this going to be to, to make their time more efficient? How's it going to affect my bottom line? You're just, you're drumming and we're meditating. But I would argue that the presence that is achieved from these experiences is worth its weight in gold and unlocks an efficiency unlike anything else. People are more connected to their purpose, to their own voice, to their own possibility. They're connected to their hearts. You know, I think like being open hearted and more loving in the workplace is something that can feel very foreign for people. But when we're in that place, there's an opportunity to really shine as our best selves. So it to me, it's like a no-brainer. It's really about like, can we can we like agree that there's something here for all of us to, to learn from? Sure, yeah. I mean, bean counter is going to count, right? Like, exactly. <laughs> they, they don't quite get it. Like, don't knock it till you try it. But it yeah. is hard to, I could see how it would be hard to quantify that kind of thing. But you and I know that, you know, being able to bring yourself back to the present is one of the greatest gifts to our productivity. 100%. And, um, yeah. And like you were saying, you know, the open heart, open mind, like we're all just, we're all just humans beating on a drum. Like, you know, we don't have to hate Ted in accounting because, yeah. you know, he's just human. One thing that I get to experience on a very regular basis, another part of my work is uh, I mentioned earlier drumming with, with DJs and uh, I perform at a lot of weddings actually. And wow. So it's a totally different world. It's like, you know, it's nightlife. It's on the weekends. It's like everyone is having a lot of fun and like, you know, definitely like not always sober. And <laughs> the thing I've traveled literally all over the world playing weddings and have done all different like backgrounds and sizes of weddings. And the thing that every single time happens is as soon as I get on the dance floor and I'm playing my drum, there's like basically a line of people like trying to come and just touch my drum at the very least. Just like they just want to, or if they don't touch it, like if I like look up and look around at any given period of time, there's half a dozen people just doing this in the uh. air. Just like, <laughs> and it's fascinating to me. It's so wild to see it, but it makes so much sense. Like, like I said earlier, it's a people want permission. They are just like waiting to be able to unlock that childlike version of themselves where they can, bang a drum even just for a minute and like feel free there is a sense of freedom that comes from it i love more than anything giving people that permission to feel that freedom yes i know you're such a, a leader in mm. that way like do you feel that yes yeah 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 oh this is tugging at my heartstrings because <laughs> you know the ability to play and, mm -hmm. and, and the, that whole idea of permission, like that was a big one for me around the pandemic. It's like, you know, especially women, sometimes we need to feel like we are given permission to do the thing, whatever the thing is, you know, what self-care could be like to pursue your dream, it, to set a boundary, like, is it okay if I, you know, it's like, eh, I don't know, yeah. am I ready? All these things, but you know, to be to be able to have that unlocked or you know opened up, that's such a gift. And and really, the more that we do that, you know, the that we rewire our brain to be more, you know, attracted to that. We will crave that instead of being in our small box. <laughs> so well said. I. I couldn't agree more. It's permission period for, for the, the, the opening up. I, I always like to say you got to open up your receiving hole. You also got to open up your flow hole too. That's Both true. the holes. Gotta exactly. Yeah. Um, got to have so, things moving. <laughs> so K, 
Caleb, I noticed that you talked a little bit about doing a field study, and that is also a little bit of a freedom and finding joys in life, right? Do you want to speak to how, how did you find your field study? Was that fun for you? Yeah, great question. Um, I think like, like everybody else, I'm, you know, I go through my, my ups and downs naturally in life. And this year in particular, after a really just incredible 2022, like the end of the year was so amazing. I got married right at the end of the year. Like everything was just so, you know, rainbows and butterflies and amazing stuff. Right. And then January, February, like dark winter, New York, it, it get, it can get a little bit isolating. And that's also a period of time where there's a lot of, a lot less clients that are doing, you know, reaching out for the work that I, that I normally do. So it's a very slow period of time. I find myself or found myself this year in particular, like really getting into my head and just questioning everything. Like what, what is my purpose? Why am I even doing this? I believe in it. I feel it. I love it. And as much as I want to say that I don't need the outward validation, like, of course I do to some extent, like I am a human. And that is partially what as a creative, as an artist, what keeps me going, what keeps me afloat. So a very dear friend of mine, a collaborator, a sister, I mean, she's just one of my one of my dearest friends. She had shared that when she was in art school, they did this field study where they took a whole either a semester or a year off and they like left campus. I don't th- I think they weren't even allowed to make art like they had to really just be immersed in it and receiving it there's this really cool permission that came from that. So I, I pushed myself to do a similar thing where I went snowboarding a number of times. I, I left New York. I went to concerts. I saw friends. I, I started getting more into the creativity of cooking, which is something I've never really done. And I started reading a lot more than I'd been reading, like podcasts, every, like you name it, a lot of comedy. Comedy became like the art form that I was very atta- uh, attracted to. I really got to leave like the space of having to be the creator and just got to kind of be the receiver and, and got to be a little bit messier with what I was receiving and what I was creating because it wasn't about making money. It wasn't about like making an impact or anything like that. It was just being, you know, Mm -hmm. um, certainly wasn't easy. It still was very challenging, but I found a lot of beauty and ease and just like receiving and like finding beauty and new things, which I hadn't normally. And, And that has really been inspiring and like helping to lay a foundation for now as things pick back up and the flowers bloom. It's like, it's the perfect, it's the perfect, like, metaphor for winter you know it really is like the the dying and the and then the rebirth and and spring awesome wow what so caleb is that a little bit scary sometimes to like live life on your terms yeah as an artist a little bit just a little bit scary sometimes yeah it's terrifying for sure this actually the same this same friend her name is jackie she was just saying the other night she was saying that she was reminding me the the very timeless quote there's nothing to fear but fear itself and i think that that's also really true yeah there's certainly fear but the fear is when i leave the present moment and i look at the i look into the future and think about these hypothetical like future trippy things that may or may not happen like the, the 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 fear is built off of something that hasn't hasn't happened it may not happen and that practice again easier said than done totally acknowledge that but coming back to the present moment of this is where I'm at right now, for me, alleviates that fear. It doesn't feel as scary. There is uncertainty, but I can also, instead of looking at uncertainty as scary, I can look at uncertainty as electrifying and exciting and full of possibility. Yes, absolutely. I know the difference between fear and excitement is just a couple deep breaths, right? Totally, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's what I was telling you that I was at my daughter's performance today, or I was volunteering at her school. She goes to a visual and performing arts school, and they had a performance today, and all the little first graders are like, I'm I'm nervous. And I'm like, you know, having them take deep breaths and, and yeah, just like calm their nervous system because it, it can easily turn from nerves into like scary and, or it could go the other way. Yeah be really exciting that's awesome now caleb maybe with uh what did you say jackie yeah. is jackie the one who you do sounds nice with exactly yeah 100 okay. percent. 
Yeah. Okay. And it sounds like you have a lot of fun together doing those things. And I, I saw that you had done some meditations, which perfectly, I kind of got ahead of myself. But the question I had wanted to ask you was, is there any way that somebody who doesn't have a drum or know how to play the drums or, you know, has no rhythm, like how can they incorporate this kind of thing into their everyday lives? Mm. And you guys right there on your Instagram page, you had yeah. exactly what I was looking for. So do you want to talk about that? Yeah, totally. The what, Well, what we created with Sounds Nice was originally it was in the late summer of 2021. We created this pop-up space in New York. It was five weeks long. It was a physical space, which at the time was pretty revolutionary, given that we were like just starting to gather in public again like on a regular basis. Every single day of the week, we held and hosted different sound experiences all around the connection of science and sound and, and meditation. So lots of different meditations, um, some movement, some healing, like Reiki classes, some light yoga um, and then also we would do like jam nights where everyone would get an instrument and play music together. Uh, we had speaker series where we had different speakers and thought leaders in like the science and music space come and chat. And since then, both Jackie and I, a lot of our work is around leading sound meditations. We actually did a, a VR sound meditation last year for this uh, VR company called Maloka, which is really exciting. The thing that I love about sound meditations or sound baths as a lot of people uh typically describe them is they just require you to listen you know it's like it's very immersive and i i found for myself when i was first starting to meditate it was hard to do like silent meditation because my mind was racing so much and what i've learned since then is like that's everyone's mind races that's kind of the point of meditation it's like it's it's noticing the thought it's going back to the breath and just rinsing and repeating that i over and over and I found that sound helps to dive a little bit deeper, a little bit quicker into the body and getting out of those thoughts quicker. It doesn't necessarily work for everyone, but most people I know who have tried it have really amazing results. And again, can have very transportive experiences because the sounds remind them of places and times and people. So I can't recommend it enough. I love it so much. And I love, I love leading them. It's so much fun. Super cool. I love that you did that. What a great thing. I'm sure yeah. you said in Brooklyn you did that? Yeah. In New York. In Brooklyn, okay. yeah. Oh, so cool. And I noticed that you had a little video about you can do a five sound meditation, right? So do, yeah. you, do you remember what that one's about? Yeah, and, and I kind of alluded to that practice earlier, actually, in, in the conversation, which is like, I don't know if you can actually hear it through my microphone, but I live above a factory in Brooklyn. Oh, is that Brooklyn. what it was? I was like, somebody's banging on something <laughs> I, I live above of live above a factory so i hear forklifts backing up it's like a die cutting factory so what you just heard was like this like the actual machine like cutting the dies um oh my gosh not so mellifluous let me tell you <laughs> and the repetition is actually very mellifluous at times oh is it okay For, yeah like i don't even notice it like i i'm noticing it now because i can see the little sound thing in my my monitor like peaking when it happens and I'm not saying anything. Yeah, sitting and like noticing sounds around us. Okay, that thing just happened or my neighbor is in an argument or there's a dog barking outside or there's a ambulance going by. It's really grounding to just be in, again, keep coming back to presence. Sound is like this like presence bringer. It brings us to the moment that is happening right now and I find alleviates a lot of the stress that we can be just carrying around that has to do with nothing but future thoughts and future tripping. Yes, absolutely. Or replaying the past. It's usually one of the totally. two, right? 100%. Exactly. <laughs> it's like a ping pong. It's like, oh, it's like, worry about the future, worry about the past. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Our, yeah. our supercomputers, they're just so... They need maintenance too. Yeah, they're not perfect. Nothing's perfect. Yes, so we do need those breaks, and yeah. and a, a five sound meditation is a great way to take a break from that past and present ping pong in our head. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, this is an awesome episode of Mega Fest, but I'm just gonna call a quick to to tell you about the Soulgasm Society. 
My mission is to create a community of supportive and uplifting women who want to know how to make their one short precious life all the more joyful, add in some play and celebration, and learn the science behind how do you make your brain happy, all the techniques on how to calm your nervous system, and how to not fly off the mommy hamster wheel because you can't all stop working and you can't really get rid of your kids for more than two weeks. You gotta deal with it. And the best way to make your life happy is from the inside out. If you're not gonna do it for yourself, do it for your kids. They will see a difference. If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And there is so much truth to that. So the Soulgasm Society is your answer. Come join us. You can click the link in the bio of my Instagram or the link in the show notes. I can't wait to have multiple simultaneous soulgasms with you. All right, now back to Megafest. Caleb, is there anything else that we didn't cover that you want to share with the person listening today? I, I don't remember what we talked about now. Ah, it's okay. just like, we're just it's, like flo- we're just flowing and flying and it's just it's been so so easeful i'm like what what haven't we covered we've yes, gone so I deep know. we've gone so deep <laughs> i'm curious i mean i would love to know what what's your relationship in a few sentences to sound and rhythm like what what speaks to you about about rhythm specifically well i think that even as a child i was very fascinated by sound especially like sound coming from humans. And I remember this one moment where my cousin was visiting from Ireland and she was, she was sitting right next to me right here on the couch. And, you know, in Ireland they have party pieces, which means like you do your thing that you do. And Mm. hers was singing and she was singing a song. And I remember just like, I had never been so close to somebody singing so beautifully. And it just like, completely like I don't know paralyzed me but also like made me tingly at the same time and I didn't know why and um, you know and and then you know fast forward to a time when I was I was pregnant and it was the weirdest thing that like just bass like I just wanted bass like I just like so much was happening to my body that just like this you know the vibrations of bass and music was just so so amazing and like like felt extra special wow that's amazing (laughs) so um, that's so so yeah i love i'm definitely like you know at a concert i'm definitely going to be wearing you know like little earplugs because i don't yeah, like the noise kind of, or you know, when it's too loud. It kind of is overwhelming. But I do, I do love to feel that. So, yeah, and I think you know, and and music is a great way to teach children. I have two children, and and just you know, at every opportunity, I try to show them that it's okay to dance. Like you know, yeah. I was very worried about moving my body when I was a child. Uh, never wanted, I was never the person to go on the dance floor ever. I was mm. too scared, needed permission. Yeah, you know? totally. But, and drumming and dancing are so similar in that way. I think it requires us to step out of our comfort zone and to be a little bit wacky and weird, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, it's so, it's like a foreign experience to make such a loud noise with your body. Yeah. Too. That's a really good point. That's exactly right. And it's it's loud both orally, but and also like visually, right? It's mm-hmm. it's like to do it effectively in dancing as well. You have to like go for it. Yeah. Like the, it doesn't work when someone's like bottled up and they're like. Or same with dancing, where they're like just moving like a little bit. You need like you need to go all in. You have to like fully surrender to it. And so I think that's where that the permission to close your eyes and just let go is so cool. And like you go to these concerts where people are like feeling it and you can tell that they don't normally do that but it's yes. like it's the best it's so good to see that happening it is it really it changes your oh my gosh what's the word um your um phys- physiological state like that's why we do go to concerts because we want to have that sort of collective like lifting and and freeing and um that's something that i teach is called a power up and at the end you know it starts with like breathing so you get all the good oxygen 
and then it you know you go into gratitudes you get like all those good feels and then you end with either you know like yelling at the top of your lungs like with a power pose or like dancing and singing or doing like laughter yoga and you just you know you're able to change your state yeah and and a lot of us are so stuck in such a state that especially at work because you're expected to fit this role and and to be able to be out of that um man you know caleb you just tell those corporate bean counters to call me (laughs) (laughs) you need a testimonial i haven't even been but i just already know it is it's so awesome Uh, i appreciate that i really appreciate that i'll you'll be the you'll be like my my number one hype person Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this mega fest. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Such oh. such a great conversation. I really I really love like as you can probably tell deep diving on this stuff. It's my favorite. Yes. 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 And I, I'm happy to go there with you. So, Caleb, how can people get in touch with you, and how can they work with you, and how can yeah. they get a little bit of this permission and this freedom? I love that question. You can find me at rhythmofhappiness.com. My email is Caleb at rhythmofhappiness.com. I'm also on Instagram, Caleb Spalding Drums. I lead virtual and in-person experiences around tapping into your rhythm. And that can be for individuals. It can be for groups. I do it for children, adults of all ages. It's like, you know, anybody and everybody. I love doing that work. And the group size doesn't really matter. It's like we can, everyone can do it. And it can be more meditative, it can be more experiential and playful. There's really no bounds, but it's all about getting in touch with that rhythmic part of ourselves. So I know you do weddings. Have you ever done like a drum circle, like a bar mitzvah? I do bar mitzvahs as well. You know, the funny thing is I still haven't gotten to, and I really want it to happen. I haven't bridged the gap yet. So like when I'm doing weddings, I'm like more of a performer. You know, I'm not speaking. I'm just like up on stage, kind of looking pretty, right? And then when I do these experiences virtually in person, it's more me facilitating and, and like talking. I am trying to bridge the gap where we do more of like a drumming experience at a wedding because I think, I know actually that it'll be such a powerful way to like drop everybody in to get on the same rhythm, like in the same way that I would do at a corporate retreat or offsite or whatever. So hopefully this year it's going to happen. Yeah, you put it out there. It's out there now. And- Okay, good. You can mega fest it. This is this is the this is like the the premiere of like the mega fest community. The first people to hear that I want to do that. So, <laughs> here we go. Yes. Okay. We'll check back and see Can't how wait. it went. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Caleb, thank you so much. And oh, I must not forget my favorite question. Okay. Yeah. For for a guy who you know loves music, loves rhythm, loves the drums, what's your pump up song that you are just gonna you know saturday night we're just about to go out or maybe i don't know you know at like 6 30 yeah totally <laughs> um i think the song that still gets me every time is prince i want to be your lover oh did you play it's that fun. at your wedding that's a good question i actually don't know if it was played at my wedding which is a total miss but i think uh yeah man you're absolutely we didn't play it at our wedding <laughs> oh, interesting did you have drums at your wedding no, we did. We we didn't have a drum circle. We had a. So I'm in a brass band in New York called the Hudson Horns, and oh. they performed at the wedding, which was cool. Yes. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna have to look them up on iTunes or whatever. Look us up. Yeah, we we have some new stuff coming out right now, so highly Wait, recommend. Wait, are you it. playing with them too? Yeah, yeah. I'm in, I'm in the band as well. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Didn't we didn't even touch on that? But yes, we're a brass band. We do, you know, again, we do a lot of weddings. We do a lot of big events around the world. Um, and we have some really cool songs that we've been covering, but also writing our own original stuff. So Hudson Horns, we're on the streaming platforms. We're on YouTube, on Instagram. Yeah, you can oh find me gosh. there too. Do you play trumpet or what do you? No, percussion, drums. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. So they have horns and, and the rest. And the rest, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, Caleb, you are... Oh, you know, it's like, you know, to be someone who gets to follow their bliss in this life is such a gift to the rest of us. And and you are not only getting to do your art, you're also just helping so many people along the way and lifting them up. So 
please keep doing it. And thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for saying that. I really fully receiving it. And it means the world to me. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, you're such a gem. Oh, Caleb, so thank great. You. Thank you. <laughs> oh, well, I could just talk to you all day, but I know we're I know. running out of time. Me too. Me oh. too. Thank you for having me. It was really such a pleasure. Yes, you are. You are one of the best guests. I gotta say, just oh, shucks. you know. <laughs> um, and I'm so glad to meet you in this way. I hope I, Likewise. you know, someday get to meet you in person. Maybe me too. you know, on a stage somewhere. That'd be a dream. We'll make yeah. it happen. We're gonna megafest it. Megafest it. Okay. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I hope You're welcome. All right, Megan and Caleb, coming to a stage near you. I loved so many of the points that Caleb made, and here are some of my favorites. Rhythm can connect us to ourselves and provide a sense of community and connect us with those around us. It gives us an opportunity to be free and to, and to play and, and to be the leader. And it gives us permission to just be that very tribal, sort of just not a past, not a present, not a past, not a future. It just, you just are in the moment when you're playing drums or feeling the vibration go through your body. How amazing is that? Like, thank you, Caleb, for allowing us to stop and just appreciate that phenomenon. And to the bean counters, I will tell you, rhythm helps us connect to our purpose, to our voice, to the possibility of who we can be and to our heart. It helps us shine as our best selves and unlocks like a sort of efficiency when we leave all the other stuff behind and get in touch with who we are. So to all those bean counters, you listen to Caleb. You need this rhythm as happiness experience at your corporation. I encourage you to try one of these five sounds meditations where you can literally do it in 30 seconds, in two minutes, where you just take a deep breath and listen to the sounds around you. And it really helps to ground you and bring you back into that present moment where life is actually happening. And as Caleb was saying, when you let go of future tripping, that usually eliminates a lot of fear. So live in the now, man. And please let the rhythm get you. I think that if we have learned nothing else today, let the rhythm get you. Thank you, Gloria Estefan. So we'll have all of Caleb's info, his website, email, the band, the Instagram, the sounds nice, all the things in the show notes so you can follow Caleb on his journey. Who knows where he'll go next? I wish I had asked him that. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to MegaFest if you haven't already so you don't miss another awesome episode. We have so many great guests coming up and the fun just continues, the learning, the growth, and imagine all the things that you could megafest in your life. This shit is real, y'all. Like, you can call in stuff. You can call it in. All you have to do is know what you're calling in and believe it can happen and know it can happen. Trust, it is happening and and it will happen. By you pressing play today, you have already started to megafest the life that you want. Thank you for listening. I am forever grateful for you. Don't just manifest, megafest.